0: What's up, y'all? This is Tressy, And this is Cedric, and we're through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it! Nice. That was a good one. Thanks. You're not going to do it? I don't know what you're talking
1: about. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh... <laughs>
0: you know what I was talking about. There it was. <laughs> hey, guys. Anyway, uh, what's up, guys? This is episode 13. One, are, anyway. three. So, yeah, so what's going on in, in hip-hop right now?
1: I mean, you know, Drake is at it again.
0: God damn it.
1: I know. I know. But, you know, I figured if we just get it out of the way early, we can talk we about it every and move time. on. <laughs> it's, it's, but, he's, but we have to. I, I get he's, it. He's the biggest thing right now, and a lot of shit is going on. So, if you've been living under a rock and didn't know what was going on most recently with Drake, he's currently been in a small tit for tat with Mr. Joe Button.
0: Right, and we've been covering it a little bit. We actually covered a, a small bit of it um, on the last episode, in the yep. in the in the end of episode twelve. Um, but yeah, um, he's he's been in this little feud. Um, going back and
1: forth. Uh, long story short, Joe Button is pretty pissed off at Drake, so he released four diss songs. Yep. Um, Drake didn't release any diss songs he apparently had a a verse on one song that started the whole thing right um but apparently what started what started drake from for being angry at joe initially was joe button's review of his album on joe's podcast right so okay now we got that out of the way drake's mad at a podcast he records a verse joe hears the verse gets pissed off and records four songs
0: Puts those four songs out. Um, the uh, for, for for not for free. No shopping song comes out. No shopping. Those the pump pump puppet line aimed at Joe Budden. Uh, what else happens after that? Um, and, and and then
1: uh, and then Drake DMs. Well, before that, Drake made a comment at a show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We we covered that already yes. too. So made a um, comment at a show, and then um, there we, were some DMs going on. DMs happened between uh, Joe Budden and Drake, where. Drake is DMing him basically saying you need help. And then what else happened after that? Um,
1: Um, and then, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where, where it it had been left. Right. Um, since then, um, Drake has gone on to just continue to be the Teflon man who (laughs) can have nothing hurt him ever. Right. And just say whatever the fuck he wants. Um, He made a comment also on his tour that he's going on now. I feel like this is going to be a very interesting summer. He's making a lot of stops on this tour. Yeah. And he's probably going to have shit to say everywhere he goes. So he's in New York. And he starts talking about very famous New York DJ.
0: Yes. Funkmaster Flex. We alluded to this at at the end of the 12th um, episode. Yeah.
1: And he pretty much says, you know, what have you guys done for New York? this is the summer jam talking shit Mm -hmm. about hot 97. Um, and then, you know, flex went on and told his stories. One of the issues that had originally pissed off Drake, I guess about the hot 97 was when Ebro was made the comment about, was it Ebro?
0: Yeah, it was Ebro who made made... the
1: comment about, um, him possibly having something for Eminem.
0: Right. It was, it was a jokingly com joke, joke comment. Um, where he, I mean, I think we we all also covered that in the last episode too, um, but yeah, it was a joke comment saying like, oh, you know, what if what if Eminem steps up and he's got bars for you? Drake was like, well, I got bars for him too. On some rapper shit. On some rapper so, shit. Um, the internet exploded. Right. Internet exploded. Took it and ran with it. Um,
1: and then Drake takes a stop in Detroit, Summer Sixteen tour, and guess what happens?
0: He brings out Eminem. He brings out Eminem. Yep. Eminem yeah. performs Rap God on stage with Drake. It was a good
1: time. Apparently, if you were there, um yeah, the, know, the
0: the crowd like erupted and yeah, he, like went crazy. Like the videos he, that are out there, you can't yeah. even really listen to like hear what kind of song it is, but you can tell. Yeah, it was, that it was rap they're God.
1: performing the song from the old Drake song. I mean I see nothing in y'all. Oh, yeah. But understand nothing. Oh, I thought he performed. Me.
0: Oh, that's the one that they performed? Because
1: he did. That's the song they have together. Mm-hmm. So he did his verse on that.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, he did. You know what? That's right. It sounded like Rap God. My bad. I'm a loser for that. Go I'm ahead. Not
1: a loser. It's okay. We all still love you.
0: Hope so. Uh,
1: So anyway, it's interesting on a number of levels. It's interesting because, you know, uh. One apparently they were supposed to be having this beef, this made-up beef. So it's hushing all those rumors. Like well, this even, was all
0: bullshit. It was it was, it was bullshit, and people right. read into it. Right. I'm not even like comment yeah. on that to yeah. me. Like it's like it's to me it's like why why would we even bring up the fact that the, the, like oh they don't have a beef anymore? They never had one to they begin. They never with. had one. Like, that was nothing. It was all
1: fake. If so you're that- a
0: real hip-hop fan, you know that Eminem was never going to have bars for Drake, and real men fight their own battles. Joe will go at Drake. Drake will go at Joe. Eminem has nothing to do with it. Boom. It, it is interesting. Now, yeah. It is interesting no. that
1: mm-hmm. Eminem is technically Joe Button's boss.
0: Yeah, but, like, also, like, they're also homies, you know?
1: So, if you guys didn't realize this Slaughterhouse, which is a group that Joe Button is a part of— is signed to Shady Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shady Records is run by Slim Shady. Slim Shady. So your boss is on stage, pretty much co-signing and taking pictures on Instagram uh, and posting them uh, with like, somebody that you're supposed to be not on speaking terms with, or not not in 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 good standings with. Right. Which you know, when it comes to Joe Budden, it's like who who really cares. But when it comes to Drake, he's not doing this shit on accident. No, like he's this calculated. is calculated. This is this is not on accident. And that's why I'm I'm very curious to see what happens throughout the rest of this tour. There's a lot of there's a lot of cities he's he, he's going to.
0: Right. There's a lot more that he, there's a lot more that can happen. Um that's where you start to think about like what is going on here, you know, like I've heard so what I think about is like what's going on here with like Eminem, what's going on with Slaughterhouse, what's going on with Joe? Um cause I think about some of the things that I've heard Joe say, like people ask him like, Oh, so what's going on with slaughterhouse? And he's like, slaughterhouse isn't doing anything right now. Everyone's working on their own shit. So that could allude to something as True. well. Okay. I mean, inquiry reminds want to know, you know, like if you don't say something about it, then we're going to have to let our own imagination take it to, to where we want it to go. For sure. But, um, but yeah, that, 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 that was kind of interesting Views from the Joe, they take a picture together like that. Like, are, is he shitting on your man? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. are Eminem, are you shitting on your boy, Joe? Or, like, are you guys even boys like that? Like, what's going on, you know? I mean, who knows? Um, you know, and throughout
1: this whole thing between Joe and Drake, I've been firmly in Joe's corner uh, because I felt like Joe came with bars. And, you know, Drake is just Drake. and He's kind of annoying at this point, to be very honest.
0: And right, so one thing I want to I want to get clear is that I it's not that I don't like Drake's music. Drake can put out some good music. He can. And then I also don't want to be that fan that's like, man, I used to I knew you when you were in like comeback right. season. Right. I don't want to be that fan that's like, I hate you because you blew up, because that's what you're supposed to do as a rapper, or you're supposed to move the culture forward by by right. becoming more, you know. Who wants to be underground forever? Exactly, you're not supposed to be underground yeah. forever. But so with that said, like Drake is it, the, the oversaturation is what makes it unbearable. Yeah, you know, like that's that's where it goes. Like, so, I just wanted to say like we're not trying to hate on Drake. Like we're not being like it's just like we can't get away from it. Like sometimes we want to look at something else. Well, sometimes we want to see something else. It's you everywhere. know. It's like I I try to maneuver around this fucking big huge semi of a Drake that this guy is, and it's it's a it's a double orange, <laughs> you can't two do lane road. I can't do it. You can't get over the. I line. can't. So
1: anyway, I mean, moving along, right? Right. Um, I think you know we should double back to Joe Button because he had a he had an interview. Um, Ooh, a very interesting interview. Very interesting interview on Hot ninety seven. And again, like I was telling you guys. I was firmly in Joe's corner when this whole beef thing was going on, uh, and then this interview came out, and he he had spoken on the Drake issue before, um, and the last time he, I saw him do it on the, he uh, was on another podcast that uh, Charlemagne's podcast. Brilliant idiots. Brilliant idiots. He he seemed a little confrontational then, but I was still kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. Even in that interview, but then this one on Hot ninety seven, um, ah, man, it was it's really hard to give Joe the benefit of the doubt when when you watch the interview in its entirety and you see how Seriously. it how it progresses, yeah, um, how defensive he gets and then how upset he gets. He ends up walking out at the end. Yep. And it's just like when people who know Joe are telling you like this isn't the joe that i know mm-hmm. this isn't the joe buttons that i'm uh i've known for all these years and yeah
0: that i'm familiar with
1: not at all so it it i almost feel kind of sorry for the dude you know because they they even they even took his phone and they went they checked to make sure okay are the dms that we got from Drake legit like or is that real shit and it was confirmed
0: so, yeah, so this whole thing like it's 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 very interesting, like the way this whole interview played out like well, just, just to give you guys some backstory, um Rosenberg and Joe like the whole joe Joe's whole podcast started because of Rosenberg, which I didn't know. I learned that on that on from that interview, yeah, yeah, so I knew that because uh Rosenberg actually was trying to because i I actually listened to Rosenberg's one app, uh, they have their own they, they they were like literally like the first um hip-hop podcast like to talk about hip-hop podcast hip-hop at all um they were before rap radar they were before drink tramps i think they were even before combat jack um all right so like they've been having theirs for like six years or some shit like that it's been a long time they've had plenty of guests and stuff like that on there so i think what um joe was not joe but rosenberg was trying to do was trying to like make this um like network of podcasts and like You know, with Joe used he used to have his like radio stuff and everything like that would be great. Right. Um. So he was actually the like the man behind the boards when it came to their podcast for the first like few episodes. If you go listen to the listen back, you'll you'll see like he was the one that was there. Um. So it's very interesting to see that that's what their whole relationship is built on. You know, like, not built on, but just to prove that, like, he had a um, a hand in this. And um, one point I want to, one thing, we're just going to hop all around this this fucking inter- interview. But one thing I wanted to point out is that when he goes, oh, so you showed a rapper a, a studio he could work in. Right. You want to call yourself a rapper when you're doing a podcast, but when you say some shit about Drake's album, you're not a rapper, you're a podcaster? Come on, bruh contradicting
1: right so he's he's trying to pick and choose when it's convenient to be a rapper and when when it's it's convenient to be a podcaster yep so what had happened is uh what had happened was in the interview um rosenberg had said that yo joe why are you shitting on the people who help you yep and joe's like you didn't help me he's like uh did i not hook you up with a studio and joe's like you showed a rapper a studio well what's the big deal? I'm a rapper.
0: It's a free studio at that. And he goes, I'm a rapper. You think I can't find a free studio? But then you what didn't, the, but you used Rosenberg's. Right.
1: So, you know,
0: and then also like you, you're, you're not, you're still not uh, recognizing the fact like Joe still not recognizing the fact, the fact that he actually helped start that podcast. Right. Like the only reason why that shit got off the ground is because of him.
1: So it, he sounds delusional
0: yeah he sounds completely delusional. completely head he sounds up like in his a, a baby like a big baby like t- temper tantrum like i want it my way you can't have like you you know what i'm saying like
1: but he could be in on drugs there could yeah. be something going on you know uh you know rosenberg made a good point because he you know this is actually someone who knows him
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know outside of all this so when he's like did you notice he's got all new people around him? Yeah. New manager, like new n- new crew. Yep. Like that's not signs of a healthy person. Uh, especially when you're shitting on the people that you do know and you do have relationships with. Mm-hmm. And you've got a whole new staff. It's like, so what's... What's really going on? Like like yeah. what's the root? Like what's cause? the reason
0: for well then like I don't want to say like the only reason for like or like if you get new people, um, then it's it's a bad thing. Like it's not always a bad not thing. Always, but in right. this situation, that's what it seems like because he's shitting on the people that actually cares about him. Right. Um And is that all these people who are just going along with whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. Well I mean, and that's what it seems like. We're that's not on the like. inside. Right, we're not. But like just judging from that interview, he looked completely flustered towards the end of it and I think that's the reason why he walked out. Yeah. Um I mean it was a it was a very fluid conversation in the beginning. Like yeah. they were all like they didn't even address the issues about Marissa Mendez or Rosenberg until after the whole Drake M&M thing or whatever. I
1: mean t- towards the end like towards right before he 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 got up and left. They were being some assholes to him. They, they were kind of pushing him.
0: Like when? I'm trying to remember.
1: Like right before he walked out, they just kind of started treating his ass, like going back and forth. Well,
0: because themselves. he started being an asshole too. Like a once f- you start getting a, being a dickhead, they got to fight and it's back. it's like, this is our show. And also, Ebro is, is really good at being a dickhead. So, I don't know. It
1: was entertaining as fuck.
0: I it was. It, it was. It I was very it. fun to watch that awkward ass ending yeah. of an interview. And then to see how passionate that, um Rosenberg
1: so, was was the end. It's not like he was about to fucking cry.
0: Yeah, and I was going to say he's normally super sensitive and super like backtracky sometimes. Like but well, the thing that I actually respect and hate about Rosenberg all in one one like breath is the fact that he will say something and if he if he's wrong, he'll backtrack. That's a great trait and a bad trait because he does it all the time. You pretty much you can just say anything and then, "Oh, well, but mm-hmm. well. sorry, guys." Right. So that's one thing that that that's like I I like the fact that he'll admit that he's wrong. But another thing is that like ah you do that too much. But one thing that I liked about this interview um, is that he could he didn't back down. You know what I'm saying? And like he could have easily backed down because he he's a little bitch when it comes to <sighs> shit like this. Like I'll, I'll I and I love watching Roseberg because of how big of a hip hop head he is. Um, him and cypher sounds like that's why I used to love uh, listening to Epp and all that stuff Um, but yeah that that was just a very interesting ending to see how sensitive Rosenberg was but I'm really happy that he didn't back down and that he continued to drill away with his points and and make sure that you know he got his his point across you know yeah
1: you know I I do feel bad for Joe You know, after watching that, it kind of puts a lot of the things that have happened up until now in a little bit better context. You know, like even when he, you know, when the Drake fans ran up on him and he chased them down the street, you know, and he went went back to the guy's house. Those guys were some assholes. Yes. But I mean, it's a
0: that's kind of that's kind of weird that he was chasing after these random fans. You know, no, I don't think that's weird at all.
1: I think it adds to the weirdness of. The I think whole the weird part thing. is that
0: he went to that the the house after, but I don't think it's weird that he like you have these kids that are running up on you like saying like like and you from the hood like to me I think that that's not yeah. that I mean at first I was totally in
1: his corner but after seeing. That end of being like, whoa, maybe he's not all there. Nah, I'm in
0: his corner when it comes to those kids. Nah. I'm in his corner 100% when it comes to those kids because one thing that was that was super fucked up about those kids is that you guys think that, like, the dude was on Twitter the whole fucking time. We were able to watch that shit, quote-unquote, in real time. And we shouldn't be able to see that. Like, why are you over there harassing I someone? Agree. Like, you're harassing these kids. I so agree. then these kids... um. I mean, he's sh- sitting there shouting out his goddamn Twitter handle to Joe, yeah. saying "Follow me, bruh," and it, and they're tight, using yeah. the n word too. I know these motherfuckers ain't black. They're not. You talking about nigga? This, this, this. Like, nah, bruh. Like, don't, don't. Like, who do you think you are? So then, then it becomes uh, an issue of. And then, or not even, I'm not even gonna go there right now. Then Drake follows these kids, so that's an encouragement for them. He follows them on Twitter, and then also these kids get an an interview. Unfortunately, on Mass Appeal, yep. Mass Appeal, because they sit down with them. So it's like you're you're making this this type of um interaction seem like it's okay. Oh, seem like it's you can become famous off of it. That on, that's not on, cool
1: by running up on a freaking celebrity
0: on a celebrity and and joe button we all know that he's crazy regardless of if if he's on drugs or not oh yeah homeboy is sensitive he's always been he's crazy he will do something so i don't understand why they thought that it was okay for him to just run up on him like he ain't no regular ass nigga i'm
1: not condoning what those kids did but that was ridiculous trust me Mm -hmm. i'm i'm 100% 100% on your side in the kids actions. I'm not 100% on the side of Joe Button's reaction to it.
0: His reaction but to me I I kind of am because I can understand I guess I understand it. Like I would run up on somebody. Like if you're like to me that's threatening. Like you're threatening me. Like you you like bitch like like you coming up to me in my car and and you you running up on me. Like nah, bro. Like so,
1: so would you chase a random car down the street? I I mean, like maybe they're off your property. Would you continue to follow them off your property? Okay, I, I see you know where what you're Would that. you follow them home?
0: He didn't follow them home. He, followed, he saw
1: the car again and followed it.
0: Yeah, he followed it down the street, came with the rocks, boom, boom, boom. That was it. And then after, like I want to say, like a day or something later, he goes goes to their house. He didn't follow them home. Um, at least that's not what I saw.
1: Okay, I mean. He went. But to their uh, house. but I get what and you're he, saying. He so you know if someone's if there's if there's a heckler at your crib, get them off your crib and then go about your business. Mm-hmm. He 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 pursued them. Yeah. Outside the of his home, so you know, if you guys don't know the law. If someone is on your property and they're coming at you, you can legally shoot and kill them.
0: Is that everywhere?
1: Yeah, that's that's I, I'm pretty sure it is. It's called self-defense, defending your property. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But if they're off your property, or if they're running away from yeah. your property, it becomes assault. Then, right, then then you become culpable for any harm that comes to them.
0: So he was threatening them. So yeah, I get I get what you're saying too. So like, like, why did he continue he kept, to pursue? He kept it going. He like, shouldn't he, have continued to pursue. He got so pursue. worked
1: up. He, he he was like, no, I no, there needs to be closure to this. Yeah. This fuck so, these so, kids. Yeah, like, I
0: agree with you in that. Like in in the the mindset of like, where was he going? Right. You know, um. But then, so, but, but me, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more calm headed. Like I probably, like if somebody cuts me off, I'm not following them. Right, you know, on the freeway. Joe like Button would exactly right. Somebody
1: <laughs> cuts off Joe Button, what?
0: Boom, out of there. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's kind of interesting that a lot of people are saying like Drake says it in the DMs, like, dude, yep. I hope you're okay. Right. Rosenberg is saying it on this, um, on this in this interview. Like, right. hey, like he doesn't seem okay. I didn't want to say it, but I'm gonna say it now. And he he was emotional, and I'm pretty sure that's probably. I hope that's not like a a, a shot, like a like right. a like a um a below the belt punch because everyone always says that he's on drugs just because we all knew that he did do drugs. Um, and but another thing that I want to say is that he's been hanging out with Sin Santana a lot. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but no. she was on Love and Hip Hop. She dated Erika Mena and now she's like this love and hip hop star type of, you know, one okay. of them chicks. Yeah. Um. So now um, he's in these, so this, he's been hanging out with this girl and like, he's hanging out with new people and there's all new people around him as we've heard f- through that um, interview. And we know that he's gotten rid of Marissa Mendez from the podcast and Marissa Mendez has been ri- riding with Joe for a long time. And then he's also got all these new people around him and there's new people on the podcast. There's this another person named Ice that I've never heard on the podcast before. So they've they've been talking about like drinks and like been out drinking and partying and stuff like that. And they've talked about that before, but it just seems like a different tone now. Got it. And so like all of those things, it's like that's what's making me think like, you know what? the narrative is changing now. Like this is becoming something different. So that's very interesting to, to think about like maybe Joe, Joe is becoming the person that he, how am I going to put this? Joe is becoming or saying, or maybe becoming the person that he thought that Drake was becoming someone that's like something he's depressed or someone's that like uninspired and like alone and stuff like that. And now Joe's becoming that person even more. And it's
1: fucked up, you know, because we're spending all this time talking about his actions. We're not talking about his music.
0: Yep. Who's listening to Joe's music?
1: He has a new song out. The Flex song? Yeah, did you hear it? Yeah. What'd you think?
0: It sounds okay. It's like a Joe Budden song. That's the thing. Joe Budden makes specific music to specific fans. You know what I'm saying?
1: So... What I thought was interesting about this single he put out was that there was Mr. Tory Lanez on it. Yeah. Tory Lanes is clearly not a Drake fan. Mm-mm. Um, but he's still I'm pretty sure that was intentional. Like I
0: Well, Joe Budden has actually been a Tory Lanes Lanez fan for a long time. Like they joke about it on the podcast, like how he's in love with him. Okay. Yeah.
1: The timing of the single. They put a video out. They spent money on a video for this single, with Tory Lanez on it.
0: Well, of course they're gonna do that. With the, I mean, yeah, it, it's that's that's a calculation there. That that's that makes sense. That's good business.
1: But we, you know, the song's just okay, though. I yeah, mean, it's
0: not it's not ter- terrible, but it's not the best. Yeah, it's. All right. You know what I did listen to by Tori Lanez? What's that? That controller remix. I didn't hear it. Is it good, dude? so much better than controller the real one really to me i think so
1: oh see i'm not a huge toy lines fan i'm not
0: either but i listened to that and i was like fuck i gotta listen to toy lanes <laughs> wow. you know yeah okay. he did he did really good like i think he rode that thing better he changed the like it was it was everything was just better about it to me okay was it singing better mm-hmm okay I mean, it's the same, like, I'm not saying that Tory Lanez can sing, like, his ass off. It's the same, it, like, he sings better than Drake with auto-tune. Got it. <laughs> like, his auto-tune is better than uh, Drake's auto-tune, but they're similar. Like, you know when, like, they, like, say, sh- like, I don't even know how to explain it, but they have very similar ways of singing. Okay. Um, they're both from Toronto. Yeah. Um, did you also hear that Party Next Door? We're just I, gonna go on tangents off tangent. tangents. Tangents on tangents on tangents, tangents on tangents, the band. I did not Sorry.
1: I did not listen to the party next door. I don't really like
0: the party next door because it's
1: his songs are so
0: like, slow. Yeah, exactly. So I listened to I didn't listen to the whole project, but I listened to a couple of songs. Not nice. Or not no nice. I think it's not nice it's literally like a views reject i think everybody's even saying that and i'm not saying that's an original it's an original thought but not an original saying um i listened to that song and i was like this literally sounds like drake did not want this and said here party you can put it on yours like the ovo sweatshop denied that one or whatever like the ovo managers oh you can keep this one party. yeah this one's great for you. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean... They should have let him keep... Um, it's about us right now, girl. Where you going? I'm with you. So, Party Next Door did an did a, uh, interview
1: recently. And he was quoted in the interview saying, you know, he doesn't get as much satisfaction of writing songs for other people.
0: Mm. He, oh, I think I saw that headline. He I didn't was, get to read the article, He though. was
1: specifically referencing... The work song that he made for Rihanna, featuring Drake, not necessarily saying he's writing a bunch of songs for Drake. He was he was talking specifically about work. Mm-hmm. Um, he said work was actually a breakup song that he wrote. It's not even like this happy song. Like it was it was originally a breakup song, probably about Kalani. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's, it's just you know w- what I wonder what it's like to be in spend a day in the life of Party Next Door, someone who's been a lot more influential in the industry than that a lot of mainstream people may not understand. Right. Or casual fans may not understand. Right. They may not know that hey, this guy is Drake. <laughs> like I think
0: that's another sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, like
1: I yeah, he, he he pretty much is Drake. He's pretty much helped mold this sound that Drake has used over and over and over again.
0: And I think that's what what's like the the luster, or the, or not, or whatever. The, that's what's making me shy away from Drake, or that's what's making me like get away from him. It's like there's nothing that's authentic about him anymore. Like, what am I supposed to l- look to when I see him? Like, I can even talk to you about. Um, they just put out the "Why You Always Hating" video with YG and Drake, and featuring Kamaya from Oakland. That's what's up. Bing, um, Bing,
1: the town.
0: Uh, but. Like the way he was riding out around in the in the in the Lamborghini or Ferrari, whatever the fuck that thing was,
1: car we'll never afford.
0: Yeah, exactly. A car that we won't be able to purchase in any time soon. Um, but like, like his movements, like they were bay movements. Cause he knows. Like, but because it's also a mustard beat, and yeah, we all, we already beat. know. Yeah. I'm not even gonna go into that. Right. But it was just like, dude, you are super. Super, super what a, just a, a poser like it kills me
1: silver surfer Ugh. riding waves
0: max b anyway
1: yeah so no i didn't listen to party next door and even for this podcast i will not listen to the party next door <laughs> uh,
0: unless we have to unless i'd be like yo listen to party next door yeah. so we can go into it but if we go into party next door then we're going into drake and i can i'm deal cool with that. I, i'm cool bro Whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, since we're since we're talking about let's new bring the stuff, energy up again. Did you, like I feel like did you listen to Shrimp Life too?
0: Oh, energy up right there, like this, like this, like this right here. Shrimp Life. Yes, I did. What would you think? Did you so, like it? Did you love it? Did I want some more of it? <laughs> so I actually had some notes here. Let's see. Let me look. I really. I'm not gonna say I loved it, but I liked it.
1: Like, le- like, liked it or just didn't hate it.
0: Like, I it. didn't hate it, and it wasn't hard to listen to. Okay. Very interesting, right? So I'm normally the one that's gonna, gonna be like, oh, I hate this kind of shit. Whatever. It was not hard to listen to. Okay. I was surprised that I thought that it wasn't hard to listen to. So, what
1: was your mindset going into listening to this? From like, I was thing? like,
0: here we go. That was my mindset. Like, that's my mindset every time I have to listen to something I don't want to li- or wouldn't normally listen to. Gucci, all that other stuff. Right. So, but I went into this one and I was like, I was surprised that at the musicality of it a little bit, you know. But then I also had to remember this is Mike Will, you know, and he knows what he's doing when it comes to that. Um, I thought their voices were like super fun and hype. Um, but, of course, they're not saying anything of, of substance. For sure. Um, it's party music. You don't need to say anything of substance when it's party music I mean, you yeah, don't want to. The first song
1: is like how to start a party. Yeah. I think is what it's called. Some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Or start a party. Some, some some shit like that. Yeah.
0: Right. And if you've ever seen these these guys in, in concert, like, they're super hype. Like, they're jumping yes. around the whole entire time. They're like
1: two super... Two super skinny little little guys bouncing around stage. Right,
0: and the, the and it's basically just constant party, 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 which is something that you could probably appreciate if you are um, younger. Um, we've already established in the last episode that we are old heads, so yep. you know. Um, and then on the song, on the on the song, real chill. Um, so I I've, I've noticed kind of that they are paying homage to. The old older the OGs Oh really? Yeah. So I I saw one they said so I hope this is a page. I don't I don't even know what this one is. I don't know what they were thinking, but I'm gonna, I'm going to go ahead and tell you like this. So on the song called Real Chill, they say a young a young nigga so superb, a cool Herc on this earth. And so when I heard that I was like, "The fuck? They don't know shit about no DJ, DJ cool Herc." So I was like, I hope they're like talking about like the Greek mythology, mm. like Hercules shit, like a cool Herc on this earth, like Hercules maybe. But I'm just like, the fuck are you talking about? It's probably Hercules. I hope it. Well, I, ho- I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, but even if they are talking about DJ Cool Herc, how does that reference fit in there? You know? So I think it might be <laughs> Greek mythology. Whoa, I, I don't know. You know, but I was just like, okay, that's funny, and then um, they say something about um, too short on the album, too. Like, they say they mentioned too short, um, and then again, but they got Juicy J on the album, who's yeah. an OG, and you know what I'm saying? So, if you think about it, I'm like, damn, like, these are probably the only young that are actually paying homage right yeah. now, so I, I gotta give them credit for that and respect that. Um, I don't know,
1: I mean, so. I mean, some of my my biggest takeaways, obviously, the beats. I mean, freaking yeah, Mike will just murdered. Yeah, all right. Um, I think there was one track he didn't do. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a mustard track. Well, one, mustard. The one did with Little John.
0: Yeah, but, that's the one. But there's another. There's two tracks on there. Cause there's okay. There's another track on there. I think it's the like introspective one that he didn't produce either.
1: So. I mean, okay, sonically, it sounds pretty good. I mean, yeah. the mix is pretty good on it. You know, it's, it sounds good. It's got that good thump. They've got the energy. They, they actually remind me of like a modern-day Yin-Yang Twins. Yes. Because remember, Yin-Yang Twins, they, weren't, they didn't take themselves too seriously. Nope. They were never trying to make like revolutionary music, mm-hmm. but they still found a way to, you know, push the envelope on things. You know, um, if you remember yin yang twins did that, like, let me whisper yeah. Yeah. you know, when like people and people started doing that, like that was a style that people ran with for like a good six months and then it got old. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did that, you know? And so I feel like these guys are kind of on the same wavelength, the same wavelength. Yeah. But then for like the modern times, yeah. you know? Um, and so I wouldn't, I couldn't, I not necessarily say that I liked it, um i didn't hate it um right but i came out of it respecting sway lee a lot more
0: i was actually gonna comment
1: this man did every single fucking hook the other dude just like showed up in the studio and laid down a verse like that was it
0: i was actually gonna comment on that so with slim i i was actually gonna say is slim jimmy yes riding the wave because it sounds like Swali is the one that does everything. And yeah. he's he's reportedly.
1: Working uh, on the Solar Project.
0: Exactly. And, like, he was all over everything. He's written for um, Beyonce before. Or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, they took the melody that he made up for that formation, I think, yeah. song. Well,
1: that, that was also Mike Will, too.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was they, him. They it was wrote it together. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, his yes. melody. Yes, So, like, things like that. So, he's the creative juices, probably, right. that gets Slim hype. Going, yeah. You know? Because um, Slim was lackluster on this. Like, there wasn't a lot from him that I was, you know, looking for. And, and Sway, like, Sway's voice is so much more distinct than his. Yeah. And they also actually sound alike, but once sway gets into his his shit you know what i'm saying like you can hear yeah, it's up there yeah like he sounds like a little girl but he's not you know yeah yeah no um, no it's
1: yeah man sway lee and and you know sway lee's also the one that does more features on other people's songs as well um so yeah he he definitely if if anything if you to get nothing out of shrimp life 2 then at least
0: get that, you know,
1: Sway Lee is onto something.
0: Yeah. You know what else I was thinking about too when I was listening to this? What's that? I was like, it's not mumble rap.
1: It's not mumble rap, no. So
0: I, I'm really appreciative of that. And then I had this really random thought. I was like, you know what? I blame Ryan Leslie for mumble rap. Who? <laughs> Ryan Leslie. You remember who Ryan Leslie is? No. You're my diamond girl. You're the one I love my rock on. Yo, my diamond girl. So anyway, if you don't remember, I can Google, Google him. Google Ryan Leslie right now on your phone. Um, so Ryan Leslie, and this is a stretch. Don't worry. <laughs> I understand that this is a stretch. Ryan Leslie came out with a song called Jimber, Gibberish, where the whole song was literally um, him singing gibberish, like bas- basically uh, laying a melody reference where there's no words, but there's a melody there. <laughs> and I'm like, that song was so dope and was uh, played. Every- Seriously. I loved that shit out of gibberish. And I used to try and make my own words to that song. Um, he, I think he even had people all across the world, like actually start doing that on YouTube and stuff. And I was like, you know what? This motherfucker started mumble rap. Uh, Cause everyone noticed that you can make a uh, song without, without fucking putting words, words in it. I was like, killed the game right there murdered done
1: wow I know it's a stretch so guys go, go ahead and check out gibberish and see if this man did not invent mumble rap
0: and then I want you also to see like how long ago this shit was cause this was like way back in the day
1: like what 2002
0: nah bruh like this is after, we were out of high school um, so it ain't that long ago it was it, just, nigga we've been out of out of school for at least mm. Oh shit! How long have we been out? Oh fo, ten years. So, yeah, it's been at least eight years. Wow. Okay. I'll ch- I'll
1: definitely check it out. But
0: wow. anyway, yeah, and it's I can't gibberish. It's something like that.
1: <laughs> wow. There's no words. So it doesn't even matter.
0: I know. But anyway. I mean. Anyway, shrimp life too. Not bad um Swaley not mumble star. not mumble rap swaley's the star um i also wanted to ask you another thing yeah sure shoot what do you think about individuality in hip hop like what do you think what do you think that there is to bring to the table that has not already been brought to hip hop you know what i'm saying like oh actually let me let me let me put it like this what do you think about individually individuality in hip-hop and like in regards to like flows in regards to like styles and stuff because i know we always talk about like future and panda and stuff but uh recently in the news like the migos were getting on at dj drama because dj drama went on the breakfast club and said that um you know the 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 south has been running hip-hop for like the last 20 years whatever for like it's the longest run that that we've seen in our culture so um, he said that he wanted to attribute that to Outcast, to, you know, future, right. to people like that. And then Migos went out and said, you know, uh, thanks for not putting us in the conversation. There was this whole Twitter, Twitter battle back and forth. Don't need to go into it. Right. Um, but I think I thought it was pretty interesting that people are talking about still and flows when it comes to Migos and stuff like that, because these are some young dudes that are in the game. But nobody really cares about still in a flow. Nobody cares about what you're saying. Nobody, you know, with the mumble rap, with the melodies, with the, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the individuality, where is it going? What do you think about that?
1: So, I think now it's it's at an all-time low. Duh. Yeah. Like, uh, back in the day, before the internet, you know, if you were going to get on, if you were going to get hot, it's because an A&R saw you and liked what they saw, and you stood out from the other hundred freaking demo CDs or tapes that they received, or because you stood out from a crowd of this fucking open mic where everyone sounded the same. Um, So you kind of had to be an individual um, before the internet. But now that there is the internet, you know, like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, his mic just dropped. It was funny.
1: Almost you can almost get on by not being an individual. You can almost get on by damn near biting somebody else's complete flow or biting somebody's style. So I feel like where we stand now in hip-hop, you're not so much rewarded as much as being an individual. But then also, on the flip side to that, I think it also opens you up to potentially be able to be more of an individual. It's like this double-edged sword, you know? Yeah. It's like you've got, um, like, you know, the thing that happened with with Future and... Um, designer. And Designer. You know, everyone's like, oh, Designer's just biting off a of Future. I mean, yeah, obviously, duh, right? <laughs> Clearly, that's a thing. But then at the same time, you get somebody like, you know, a Travis Scott, who's just like the fuck is he doing or you get you know somebody like a young thug who i guess people could say was biting off a little wayne
0: yeah you can definitely say young thug would sound like wayne uh, even dj drama said it he said yeah it, you know
1: um but then it still allows people like you know a little yachty to come out and just be like complete trash complete trash but it's like what the fuck is he doing Nobody was doing that before. I don't know what the fuck that is.
0: Like nobody was on the mic asleep before him. And And so it sounds like he's like sleeping on the mic.
1: (laughs) It's like it's it's so weird to me, though, because there are these, you know, there are people out there who are really creative and the Internet gives them a medium to put their art out. Um, but then it also makes it easy for you to, you know, find what you like and sit in that lane. So yes, uh, the amigos flow very popular thing. I don't, I don't think drama did that shit and it excluded them on purpose. Right, exactly. I think, I think Migos Migos he was, was just, just got, he was just naming people.
0: Yeah, and amigos got caught in their feelings. Quavo was specifically Quavo, yeah, got yeah.
1: caught in his feelings. Yeah, like and yeah, I I don't think he purposely was like, no nah, man, fuck the amigos. You know, even if you if you go through the tweets, he was like, "Yo, I put you guys on. I, I, I called you guys out to do a show." Yeah. Like I fuck with you guys. Like why would I, you know, go through all this if I didn't fuck with you guys? So, um I think that he he just didn't he didn't misspeak. He just wasn't names and there just didn't come up in the list. Right.
0: You know. Um I so the, the reason why I asked that question is because it makes me think about like so many the hypocrisy I guess that's the word hypocrisy that there is in hip hop right now. Like you want, like nobody's doing what you're doing. Like, that's what you feel like as a rapper, like nobody does what I do. Like even when they start to explain like their mixtapes and things like that, like this is so much different than anything. I've I've, I've got so many different flows, but when you listen to a project, I don't hear anything different. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like where's the different flow? Like how is this one different than the other one? And how is this different from your last project? Like there's I don't hear the growth. You know what I'm saying? Like in the majority of what people are putting out now, like you don't hear growth. You don't hear any individuality. And so I understand that like, yeah, um, you know, it's at an all time low and things like that. But it's just, I guess it just annoys the shit out of me when somebody like the Migos say like, give me credit for my flow. But you're, but everyone is doing it. You know what I'm saying. But like everyone's flourishing off of it, and and you're kind of one of the people that I don't know.
1: It's like why do you why do you feel like you need credit for something that you started? Why don't you just do it better than everybody else?
0: It, true, a lot of people say that. But then like if we're gonna, should we start wanting to get credit for our our, our things? Like, cause I think that it's legitimate. I guess it's it is a double. I'm going like I'm going back and forth in my head like as I think about this, but it's a double-edged sword. I think you're you're correct with that when it comes to that because it's like, okay, I want my credit, but that means that I got to make sure that nobody's rapping like me, and I got to go at these niggas' necks if they rap rapping like me because that's what we did in the '90s. Old head, blah 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 fucking blah. What um, we need, we need a hip hop patent office.
1: <laughs> if there was a hip hop patent office where you would go, you take your flow. And You're like, hey, I like to patent this flow, and they're running through a database. Nah, bro, this is actually 20% Nas, 15% Jay Z, um, 30%. Well, if you you have different
0: elements, sorry, I'm about to, I'm
1: going into your. No, it's fine, and and then you'll get a stamp that says, okay, this is your flow. Oh, okay, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like this is your thing. Yeah. Uh, but everybody took from somebody you're right everybody like nobody's 100 percent original right
0: there's no there's nothing that like everyone does something now like even when it comes to podcasts everyone does the same thing everyone i don't even remember where i was going with this well but, you know. i mean
1: you know e- even back in the day you know if if, if we're going back you know uh there were different genres in hip-hop back in the 90s, like us old heads. Yeah. You know, New York had a very specific sound. Um, you know, Cal- California had a very specific sound. West Coast had a sound. The South had a specific sound. Um, and so I feel like the people who made it out and the people that when we think, when we go back and we think about uh, the most when it comes to the South, when it comes to the West, or when it comes to the East, are the people who were very unique and not just unique but you know what i take that back it's not even the people who are who are unique it was people who were the best at that
0: thing instead oh you know what that's what it is it's
1: it's who's the best at this specific thing so it's like yeah migos you might have created this flow but who's doing it the best right you know so far you're not (laughs) it's like you know twista had this thing where he was rapping really fast uh back in the day
0: right you know were they before bone thugs
1: that's where i was going bone thugs did this thing where they were rapping really fast and you know what there were a bunch of other rappers that you don't remember who were also (laughs) rapping really fast right because they didn't do it as good as twista or as bone thugs they didn't they 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 they, they didn't make it as big
0: and then if you also think about early jay-z his rhyme style was very similar to dos effects i believe so like, everyone takes from something. Right. It's just who's doing the, it the best. And Jay-Z actually wasn't doing that flow, I guess, the be- better than Das. Because he ch- switched his shit up and he found his own lane. But, like, you you have to take influences from somewhere. It's just like, when when do the the influences stop? It's like your same thing that you had, your same problem that you had with Logic. Like, Logic just sounded too much like his influences. Yeah. Where was his voice? You know, so it's just, I, I think that's a really interesting question to ask um, when it comes to you know hip hop nowadays is that like don't complain about individuality when you're allowing it to be be ripped off yeah you know don't complain about me stealing shit from you if you're not gonna do something about it
1: I mean Migos are trying to call motherfuckers out
0: yeah but like what else not are you gonna rappers, do though yeah you're not calling callin out rappers you know so but that's another thing I've, I've switched that from being individuality like you know I switched the whole thing or whatever um like meagles aren't calling them out for still in this still in the flow meagles are just calling them out because they were not giving them credit, credit. for it. but not even it's not even credit for the flow just credit for being influential in hip hop ah, see but i wouldn't even call that influential i guess you have to of course it is yeah
1: I mean that that Versace song was extremely influential. Yeah, especially once Drake hopped on it.
0: I really thought we were away from that motherfucker. Can't help it. No, I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm ending it right now. Can't help it. Fuck it. We're not we're not talking anymore. <laughs> he just he just killed my whole vibe with that. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> hey,
1: before you guys go, please make sure to follow us, please on Instagram. What what else are we on?
0: <laughs> Instagram, Twitter,
1: twit. We're on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we on Twitter.
1: Oh, we tweet. Cool. Uh, Instagram. Oh, I should probably give you that. Info. Twitter. Um, we're on SoundCloud. You can. Uh, we're on
0: iTunes. iTunes is the big winner right there. I am really um asking everyone that is listening right now, please go to our iTunes page and rate and review us. We need the ratings and reviews uh, to, to one, know exactly what you guys think and how we're doing. Um, if we need to change anything, you guys can definitely write it there. Um, we are checking those reviews, um, daily. We only have three right now, but you know, we're, 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 we're trying to get up there. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, slow and steady wins the race sometimes maybe. Um, but we would really, really, really appreciate it if you guys definitely went to iTunes and, rate and reviewed our site or our podcast. Yeah. Um also your ratings and reviews um, help us get noticed yes. on iTunes to, to so we can expand our audience. So to all you listeners out there, you want to share us with other people, share us with other people. Do I mean, it. Treat us like that doorknob so everyone gets a turn. Everybody. Or the village bicycle. Everyone Everybody gets a ride. Rides it. Or that glass of milk. Everyone gets a drink.
1: Oh, I thought you don't cry about
0: it once it's spilled. True. This is getting weird. Peace out, motherfucks.
1: Deuces.